Hey everyone, and welcome to the 69th episode of We're All in the Same Boat. I'm your host, Luke Roxwold, and today I am here with Austin. Hey. Shane. What's up, everyone? And Caleb. Happy 69. Yeah, I know. I wasn't going to say anything about it, but yay, 69. Never mind. Oh. Uh, oh. Nice. <laughs> Welcome oh, to the podcast. Nice. As always, you can leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. Actually, I don't know if you can leave a review on SoundCloud, but on you iTunes, leave, all you, you have to do. Comment. You can leave comments. Yes, you can. Um, yeah. You can easily leave us a review on iTunes by just going to the iTunes app. Sorry, not the iTunes app. The podcast app on the iPhone. Type in, we're all in the same boat. Click on our podcast, scroll all the way to the bottom, and just hit the five stars. Super easy. We would love it if you did that. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at WAITSB Podcast. We do a lot of polls and questions, and we're getting a lot of interaction with you guys on there, and it's really fun. So if you want to connect with us on the podcast, you might even get mentioned if you say something funny. Follow us on there. Uh, also, I wanted to say, all of you who have been listening to this podcast, good job, because we just hit 350 views per month the last three months. So oh, nice. on average, we're Aww. doing awesome. That's you guys so are all cool. supporting us. And now that we've got the Instagram kind of going, everyone that- seems to be really ramping up the interaction and uh, listening to us. And we got a lot of comments on the last episode. A lot of people liked it. A lot of people didn't like things about it. I actually kind of like that because it means we're where people are getting invested. Yeah, some yeah. people didn't like the feminism Luke. episode. Luke, is that number is that across like all the platforms or? Uh, I think it's yeah, it's all the platforms. So okay, it goes through cool. uh, our. Oh yeah! By the way, you can check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. Not Spotify because Spotify. The way they do it is really annoying and I don't, I can't figure it out. Like you have to like upload it separately and that's going to mess up my analytics and I just can't be bothered right now. I'm trying to do too many things and I have a life. So gentlemen, sure. welcome to the podcast. Hello. How's Hello. it going Hola. everybody? <laughs> hey Shane. It's going. I think Nicki yes. Minaj is probably looking for a podcast at this point to be on after money dropped from Cardi B. So just so you know. Oh, yeah. Honestly, sure. Nikki, if you would like to come on the Pop Talk <laughs> podcast, we will have you anytime, any day. So it's like, I'm so glad Nicki Minaj listens to We're All in the Same Boat. Right? That's great. Me too. <laughs> it's just like at this point with all that Cardi's got going on and with her major shot at Nikki on her most recent drop, Money. I just think that like, what else really? is Nikki doing at this point? Wait, 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 wait. What happened? Who, I who talked about this on my podcast a little bit. That song is not good. That new what Cardi B song. <laughs> what did I she don't know say? What she, I don't know what she said. It's not good, so I didn't listen to it. She lifts like a whole verse or at least a bunch of bars. I don't think it's a verse. It's like a series of bars off of Nikki. Um, and basically, like, I don't... I got to find out what the exact wording is. But essentially, like, doesn't plagiarize at all. Makes it her own. But it's such a major shot at Nikki, and it's for a lot of people like the death knell like well my opinion is this is that cardi b is in no caliber close to Nicki minaj in any (laughs) in any form so um cardi really doesn't want to take on this battle 
because Nikki is already prepared to rip her to shreds, and she doesn't want that. So Cardi B needs <laughs> yeah, to but just those, go and those queen being numbers, the though. Those queen numbers. It's though. not about. Yeah, but it's well, not about. Yeah, I was just saying though, like when you get isn't to isn't Cardi point. B? It's, it's kind isn't of she, numbers, Isn't she getting it's pretty not, big right now? You can't. You what? can't really compare. You can't really compare an artist who just came out last year to an artist <laughs> who has been doing this for like ten plus years. Well, it's almost like think about where Nikki was when she dropped Pink Print and like where she was in her career versus where Cardi was in her career for the amount of time she's been around. I feel like Cardi's winning. (gasps) Oh, I mean, I mean, if you're, if you want to compare, I mean, I don't, I still don't really feel like you can compare because they're also two different eras within how music works. Like when Nikki first came out, Mm -hmm. there was no such thing as streaming. You know, Cardi mm-hmm. B comes up in the streaming era. It's a totally different comparison in terms of numbers. But even if you look at it, Nicki was still doing bigger numbers than Cardi was when Nicki first came out. She didn't get like the hit songs like Nicki's never had a number one or anything, which mm-hmm. I think is ridiculous. But like, I know Cardi just can't rap like that. And at the end of the day, but like track for track, like <laughs> if you look at this this single album that Cardi dropped and I then her mixtapes before, yeah, I gotta I gotta look up this person because I don't even really <laughs> you know, know Cardi who, B. You don't know. Oh, cr- <laughs> I know who her I've ASMR seen. ASMR video that she just dropped. I, hold up, is great. I haven't okay. watched that yet. I have seen it. her pictures. That's it. Cardi. It's possible that I have heard a song by her, but I guess she's new. She is she, my well, age. She came out last year. Uh, she blew up last year, but she's had like popular songs all throughout the year. So I'm sure in, yeah. in okay. some capacity, you've heard one of her songs. Is but this what, like, is this who the kids are listening to these days, you guys? Is this it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's kind of who everyone's listening to. Yeah, I'm sure like, I've listened well, to her pretty, songs. Not she's pretty just not popular. Like, not everyone. I mean, like, I, what <laughs> I'm saying is she's, she's, she's surprisingly pretty popular like to a large demographic of people i i know well okay so i'm looking at the okay yeah yeah yeah. hold up this is the controversy cardi b caused (laughs) controversy after throwing one of her shoes oh yeah she tried tried to to fight fight nikki Nicki minaj at a party Mm -hmm. i didn't maybe you said that and i just missed it um no i didn't say that now but yeah she she, so she (laughs) later stated that minaj liked comments about her as a mother wait what she liked them so Luke, let me explain. So apparently, allegedly, allegedly, Nikki's denied this already, but allegedly, Nikki liked a tweet or like an Instagram comment um, yeah. about someone commenting on Cardi B's mothering abilities or capabilities, and Cardi didn't like that, so she tried to beat her up at Fashion Week <laughs> in New York. I love that she literally threw. Sh- oh wait, okay. What did and I say on the Kanye Cardi episode? Got the bump on her head. What did yeah, I say on the Kanye? What did I say on the Kanye episode? Uh, what did over, you say on the Kanye? I said it. I said it over and over and over again. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I just am still mad about the whole SNL thing. So marketing. Oh, marketing. Maybe. Yes. Oh, Maybe. yeah. She had. No, no. No. She. Car- I feel yeah. like with with Cardi's background, Cardi though, where she comes team. from, it might be a bit more than that. No, she has a huge team that is like hell bent on taking down Nikki so like they're just causing this whole non-existent controversy and it, it is for marketing because it's like oh this yeah. this is why I like listening but to bands that are just, not popular I don't have to worry about any of this 
It's like it's so it's like so stupid. It's like why can't we just make music and we just put out our music and we just have a good time? Well, sure. So let's like I mean, if you compare music though, so like Nikki in the early parts of her career, I mean, you can talk about streaming and stuff, and that is definitely a conversation worth having. That's, but that's like, just that's just how good was Pink number. Friday? That's like Pink Friday into, had into... Roman's Revenge, Moment for Life, maybe. Like it was, it was kind of like a bubblegum pop slash you know, decent I mean, debut, but like you look track for track and Cardi B's album, you know, I mean, you can talk numbers and hits and stuff, well, but like, even I think, just I content. think they're two different. I think they're two different types of artists as well. Like they don't make the really same type of music. Anymore? Hey, yeah, let's, let's Wait, keep what? this organized. Let's keep this organized. Uh, what does, you say, Austin? does album quality even really matter anymore? I mean, it matters. Uh, it matters well, to on, me. I, as heard, a music well, heard, fan. Hold, hold on, Shane, hold on. What'd you say? Also? I heard this was a comedian who said this. I can't remember who it was, but it was a it almost made me wonder if he had a point where he said albums aren't as good anymore as they used to be because we have CDs and MP3s as opposed to records. So on a record, mm-hmm. an album had to be good because every time you had to listen to the whole thing. The quality, yeah. So you know mm-hmm. if there's just one song that you like, it you know, you're not gonna waste your time on that record. Whereas now you can have just one good song and the rest can just be a bunch of filler. So, because mm-hmm. Shane, I, what do you think? What do I think of what album quality decreasing throughout the decade? Just what it, just what he's saying. Oh, like, I mean, I mean, I like personally, I don't agree. I, I, I'm an album person. I'll always be an album well, person as so long as they exist. Um, but in terms of like the age that we live in currently, no, it's not that important because no name people get one song that people listen to a lot on Spotify. And next thing you know, they're winning a Grammy. And so mm. it's like, it doesn't really matter in terms of success, but in terms of credibility and longevity i think it does matter the quality of your music i think it just depends on what you want what you're trying to do are you trying to like make music because you love to make music and you're a musician or you know you can make a lot of money doing this by kind of just doing you know the trendy thing or just you know whatever and you just make a bunch of money so i think it's like sure and i think that's the difference between like Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. That's what I don't like to compare them because I don't really, I enjoy them both. I don't like to compare them because I don't think there's anything to compare. Well, I mean, there's, there's bars. There's Cardi doesn't have beats. bars because Cardi doesn't write Cardi's bars. Got, do you hear Bickenhead? I love Bickenhead, but Cardi. Bickenhead uh, was great. But Cardi's not writing these things. Every song she's not writing. I mean, I'm sure she contributes, but like she's not. She's not a lyricist, and she's even said that herself. She doesn't care about being a lyricist. She cares about making songs that are going to be good in the club so she can make money. She just said that on Instagram <laughs> I Live care about like two days money. ago. <laughs> so Cardi B just doesn't, and Nicki does write her own songs. Cardi, saying. yeah, Cardi is a Cardi's not a rapper. She is a, a performer. She's an entertainer. Right, she's a great I, I'm one gonna have, that. Hold on. As but someone Nikki who is gotta, not at all Nikki's into this genre lyricist. of music, I have to but ask Nikki's the question a of... Because as someone who's not at all into this sort of thing, that's what they all look like to me. They are all in it for the money. So, I guess. I mean, my mind. yeah, to some to well, some I mean, degree, everyone's, in, everyone's in it for, for the, the money. money. You yeah, yeah, you don't well, want to well, not well, make okay, money. Let's, guys, let's let's keep this organized. Um, Caleb, okay. what were you saying? 
Well, you know, I mean, yeah, anyone's in, into their career for the money. I mean, I'm sure all of us here who work and have jobs are in it mm-hmm. for the money, like, right. obviously. But, like, if you look at, you know, okay, taking away the, the may or may nots in regards to who may or may not have contributed or written, because I just don't know the ratios, and I can't I can't comment on that. But what I can comment on is just the, the pure content at the end of the day of um, Invasion of Privacy, Cardi B's first, like, major album debut, versus Pink Friday. Pink Friday was was one of the albums that would have been made for the streaming age. I mean, it's it's long, it's bloated, it's got so many tracks on it. It's like, it reminds me of Post Malone's uh, most recent album, Beer Bongs and Bentleys. You know, and that fits into the conversation of the streaming age, right? Because it's like, songs kind of bleed into each other, they're made literally. Uh, you, you could have probably had half the songs on there, but because of streaming numbers and data analytics, we really want to have as many songs as possible that sound as similar to each other so that listeners who drive around in their cars with Bluetooth, you know, iPhones connected to their their radios can kind of just listen through and not think about the tracks changing. And yet Spotify's like, wow, you've got all these hits. Um, anyways, Nicki Minaj's Pink Friday seems a lot more like it would fit that than, you know, Cardi B's pretty short Invasion of Privacy album with like 11 out of 13 of those songs being just bangers with a B. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to think of how to make this. <sighs> I don't know anything about these people. Nothing. <laughs> like we can I'm, move on. Sorry, I just. I'm I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. I think. Hold up. Okay, I think this is the why, shoe see, okay, thing. This is what I need. I really. This need is why Sheen Caleb. has a podcast. I know, and I need Caleb to come on my podcast because then we can really like. I would on. love to get you both live in Virginia. Yeah, you can, you can I mean, do I'm it. In Nova, can make, but like we could do it. You have friends in Southern Virginia. Well, oh, yeah. that, this is off the podcast. Yeah, have them on. I'll listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> this is my podcast. What are we doing? <laughs> We're um, promoting mine. Thanks. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You're welcome. Um, do you guys hear anything about the lottery? It's $1.6 right? We were just talking about it at work um, yesterday. Well, it was one, I think. It was well, okay, won? we don't know if it was one. We don't know if it was one. Oh. I mean... Uh, the lottery people, Mega Millions people, know that there was a winning ticket sold in South Carolina. But South Carolina is also one of those states where legally you can be anonymous. It's one of like seven, I think, states where you can be anonymous. So we'll probably never know. Uh, Virginia. That would suck if you can't. Is, wait, why would, like in, in some countries, you're for, or countries, some states you're forced to be not anonymous? Almost every single one, yeah. But Virginia's really? One of them. So yeah. like if you win, you have to they they just yeah, announce was, it legally. Your name. I was, I was name, just talking to people at work live. about this, and I, yeah. it made me go. That I, would I don't suck. Want to win the lottery because it's like, let's just paint a big target on this guy's face. Yeah, I feel like winning the lottery like that would just be horrible because then you would have no friends left. Mm. Because you would never well, know who's an, uh, like a real friend and who isn't. And, and everyone you love gets a target painted on their backs. Because I was thinking, you know, I, everyone does the whole what if I win. And I, I did buy one single ticket because I was like, you know, what if. But, you know, one in 300 million chances. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, I could immediately, if I won, not tell anyone. Go be exactly, on an island for, for a sure. month or something. But mm-hmm. everybody you know, you know, there's Facebook and stuff out there. It's easy to find your family. Well, think yeah, think about this, okay? So you, <laughs> so you win... And then very quickly, everyone figures out who you are and who you know, yeah. who your family is. And then they'll be like, hey, friend of so-and-so who won the lottery, can you talk to him? I just need this this one thing. And then that'll be my big break. And I just need like, a, you know, and mm-hmm. oh, 
it would never go away until or, you just like lost all the money. And so you're or, just miserable and you, then you have to spend it all. Or you have what happened to you that apparently happened to this guy that uh, one of my coworkers was telling me about where he won the lottery and before he even got to cast the check, he was murdered. Ooh. So, yep. Where'd the money go? Nobody knows. I'm assuming the murderer cashed it. What? Mm. I feel like cashed you would know record. who... Wouldn't you be able to check where the, ch- the check was cashed? I don't know. I, I just heard the story from somebody else and was like, yeah, that, that sounds like a good reason to not play the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... At the end of the day, it's it's there in Virginia. I don't know about Washington State, but for sure in Virginia, there's no way around it not ru- not ruining maybe, but like you'd have to detach yourself from everyone you knew, and uh, you know, like Luke said, nobody, not even family, could be trusted anymore, and that would just be just such a paranoid sort of life to live. Yeah, when you got a lot of money. Exactly. I'm like pulling just- up artic- I'm pulling up articles on it now. Uh, shoot, these stupid ads, stupid websites. I hate all these news sites now. It's like, hey, you have ad blocker running. It's like, yeah, I do. Actually, that's not what happened right now. But they have like little ads that run and you can't get rid of them. And they're really. Ugh. I call that ad rape. Yeah, well, it kind of is. It's like, surprise. <laughs> um, oh, man. Okay, so this is talking about this whole article is talking about can you buy happiness? How do you deal with your loved ones after you win? Finding self-control. Because it's like once you have the money. Mm. It, I wonder how hard it would be to spend that much money. It just depends. I, I wouldn't know depends what to how do. how many yachts you want. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. know. <laughs> I really wouldn't know what to do. Honestly, would um, have a building at William & Mary named after me. <laughs> so, you know, become a major donor. Probably create a foundation for like something I care about. Real estate investments so here's a, here's a scenario okay you guys win um you guys win a million dollars and you have you have 10 days to spend it but after you spend oh, it whatever easy. you spent no hold up wait oh wait not finished <laughs> you have 10 days to spend it but only 10 days to enjoy whatever it is and then it goes away i I don't so like, if I pay you... off my student loan debt, does my student loan debt come back? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is like some Cinderella stuff. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, if you sex, bought, man. if you, if you bought like a yacht, then you could only use the yacht for like so ten it's days. Like if you, it's uh, like what? If you had the chance to enjoy some anything you wanted, basically for ten days, because people will say, if I That's say that, asking. then they go, they'll Put say it in the bank. They'll, yeah, that's the problem is people will say, oh, well, I would buy something that's worth the exact amount and then just sell it afterwards. And it's like, no, the idea is that it's almost like you, it, yeah, I don't know how the student debt, is that what you would well, spend it on? <laughs> well, student, I mean, like that would the be the first thing debt. I did. Hey, for, honestly, yes, that off. same. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. William and Mary's not, what, I mean, what if it, not see, cheap. What if it's like uh, dental stuff? Would that be like I got a, I got a bunch of fillings? <laughs> all of a sudden it's like, all of a sudden it's like, no, the teeth. <laughs> Life in the free market. Man. Yeah, um, but like you know, going straight, straight materialist. I mean, uh, it would be cool to like uh, get some gear and do some crazy base jumping or something. Something I'd never do in real life, like normally. But like, yeah, kind of like when someone uh, buys you a. Like, 
a gift you would never buy yourself type thing. Mm-hmm. Which is the cool thing about gift cards, by the way. I gift- like, It just hit me the other day. I used to hate gift cards, and now I love them because there's such, like, meaning behind them. Oh, no, I hate... No. Okay, All right, let's talk ahead. about this. Because I, uh, I don't... I think gift cards are horrible. All right, cool. All right, so I'll just give my opinion real quick, and then because I want to hear yours. Um, for a while, I was like, well, if you give me a gift card, just give me money. Like, let me choose how to spend this however much money you spend it on but like i realized that gift cards give you money it's almost like found money money that you would never have otherwise uh because if people are going to give you money for stuff that you need it's like i'm not gonna give you a hundred dollars luke like for your birthday be like hey luke pay your rent like no (laughs) (laughs) but like if i know that i don't know you shop at ll bean or whatever and i'm like you know what this is a place he likes a lot he might have a budget that's tight. Like, here, take a hundred bucks and, you know, spend it on yourself at a thing that you really like. And it shows that, like, I know you enough to know what you would really like to spend money on and you can't or maybe you just won't because of whatever reason. Like, for me, you know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey just dropped. Red Dead Redemption 2 is about to drop. Um, whole bunch of games out. They're all 60 bucks each. Wood Hill for just, like, some random cash <laughs> that can only be spelled... Uh, spending so you mean you, you like the no. idea of it, like having no excuse being like well right i, I can't spend it just anywhere else i might as well spend no i get the theory yep. but the problem i have with it is it's like someone gives I, me a I gift card it. and i either never spend it and so then it's like great mm-hmm. now we both just got nothing or well, that's thing, you, could, yeah. you could lose <laughs> it or it's like uh i don't know i guess i just know how much money businesses make off of gift cards uh, okay. that people don't use and so it just seems like, oh, I don't know. I was talking to someone about a gift card once and he was like, hey, I've got a $20 gift card for Target. Do you want it? Can mm-hmm. I sell it to you? And I was like, you can sell it to me for $15. And he, right. and then he, he was so shocked that what? I suggested that. He was like, you're trying to rip me off. <laughs> and I it's like, yeah, you got me. I was trying to rip you off. No, it's because I, I'm going to spend $15 that I can use anywhere to get $20 that I can use in one place. Mm-hmm. Like, like, why would I spend $20 to get $20 that I cannot use yeah, as that, well? That, you know, that's making any sense. Kind of the whole point of gift cards is that you, you know, you give it to somebody. You don't mm. buy it for yourself. <laughs> well, and, and, and the idea right. is that I'm losing money. Or losing freedom with my money by buying his gift card from him. Yeah. Well, maybe. Or if it's a place you shop at, like Starbucks, for example. I'm a big Starbucks guy. And uh, there's Starbucks right by my work. And I always go on break. And I um, was administering the SAT recently. And the mom, who was like, hey, thanks for taking your SA- uh, Saturday to do this for my kid. Because it was like a, uh, it was like a accommodated SAT type thing. So it was like six hours. And uh, so she gave me like 50 bucks to Starbucks. And I was like, now I can go to Starbucks and not spend my money, money that I would have spent there anyways, place that I really like. Um, I think that if it's a gift card to a place you would never go to, though, that's the worst. Like people who don't know you and give you gift cards, <laughs> get on out of here. Give me a gift card only if you know me. Otherwise, money, please. Or honestly, don't give me a gift. We don't need to give gifts. We're adults. I have a so- gift card for Borders. So <laughs> 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 I, Oopsie. I, I think I can use that at, well, I, actually, I'll just tell a story. So I was hanging out with some people from work, and they saw the card in the bottom of my car because I was like, why haven't I used this yet? So they looked up Borders online, and they were like, 
oh, Borders was a book company. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the other thing, too, if the company goes away. The, the problem is um, if I had $1,000 and then someone gave me, exchanged that $1,000 for a $1,000 gift card, now all of a sudden I have $1,000 I can only spend in one place. So I'm technically losing value. Yes, um, but that's assuming you had that money to begin with, which in well, the no, case of someone giving you a gift card, you didn't. E, well, but they lost value. They basically bought a gift that was less valuable than what they had before. Maybe, unless you're going to use it. See, on the other end of things, kind of the one problem Te- I have with gift it, cards well, let me Let me just say this one okay, more thing. I'll, so, I'll, you guys finish it, your thing first. Before. Technically, it is less valuable. Technically. Yes. But... It's the What's the inflation on gift cards? There's inflation too. It's it's worth its same amount of money, and then items would go up. Yeah. yeah. So I the mean, value would inflate. Like, don't keep gift cards. Like spend them when you get them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I just I collect. I mean, it's like I keep them for their currency value later. Walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, they're, they're obviously not valuable. There's a machine at my grocery store that buys your gift cards from you, and it. Like I had a fi- that that fifty dollar gift card that I mentioned was worth like twenty three dollars. So I was like, okay, GameStop. Uh, like, you know, I'm not. I'm obviously going to use the Starbucks gift card, and I did, and I got a lot of drinks for free. It was cool. <laughs> and it's fair. like if you gave it to me to a clothing shop, like, you know, when I budget my my monthly budget, you know, I have money set aside for things, and then a gift card comes along. It's like, hey, let's add money to your budget for this specific thing that you might like. And that's the thing though about gift cards is they have to be about things that you enjoy. They have to be a a friend or someone you know knowing what you like. People who give Mm -hmm. people Target gift cards, get on out of here. I ain't got time (laughs) for you. Like no joke, Yankee Candle, no sir. What? (laughs) You got a a Yankee Candle? You got a Yankee Candle gift card? I did once for like my 15th birthday. (laughs) Was it It a guy or a girl who gave it It to you? It was like some like kid's mom who was like, you're going to appreciate are this you in kidding? 10 years. It's are been you more kidding? than 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? You, you don't still have it, do you? No, it was a long time ago. <laughs> what can you buy at Yankee Candle besides candles? I don't know. Souls, probably. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, mental candles. note, everybody listening, do not buy us a Yankee Candle gift card. Mm-mm. Not a good idea. <laughs> not a fan. What were you going to say, Austin, before we uh, start going well, back and forth? I, to some extent, the problem I have with gift cards is, to me, it feels like gift cards are kind of the gift that you get for people you don't know. Like, oh, well, I don't know yes. what you, you actually want, yes. so, so I'll just uh, give him a gift card for I agree. X location. Whereas, so, so, like, oh. the, to use the uh, GameStop example, where it was like, well, I really want Red Dead or uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's like, well, if if I really knew you, instead of getting you a gift card for it, I just get you the game. Get the games. Hmm. You make a good. Point, I agree. Sir. I agree one hundred percent. My fa- and this my so personal story kind of. My family has been getting giving me gift cards, like for my birthday and Christmas, for the most part for the past many years and I, I always say i'm like okay but you guys know what i like you guys know what my interests are you know what i'm into i'm into three things i'm only into three different things that's music that's like film related stuff 
and Kingdom Hearts. Like you guys know you this already. So I don't know why it's so difficult to like just give me something that I would like, but and that I could actually use. So when I get gift cards, like when I'm the only person at Christmas that gets gift cards and everyone else gets these nice gifts, I'm like, okay, but like I made a list. I don't really understand. Why am I getting gift cards still? And I hate gift cards though the most because I don't I usually like buying one big thing. I don't like buying multiple things. So I don't mm. like going okay, I have like I have five gift cards that I need to buy this one thing with. You when you could just give me the money. So that's what I tell my family now. Just give me the money. I don't want the <laughs> gift card. If you give me the give gift me card, the money. I'm going to be offended. Facts, <laughs> facts. All right. Okay, so maybe I can bring all this to an agreement here. Can we agree that if you moderately like, I don't know mind somebody, cards, but... if you moderately yeah. know somebody, that like a gift card might be a good idea? But obviously, yeah, to to Austin, well, a gift card's a good idea if you know like what I think Luke had said before. If you know that person like goes to that place, like they go to that place, then I think it's fine. But if you're just giving a random gift card to like like the Yankee Candle, for example, it's like what the heck. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, <laughs> to to sort of uh, you know uh, reach across the aisle. Um, there, there's a part of me though that is also like, well, I understand that maybe you know family do- doesn't know the the nuance of the thing that I want. So it's like, well, I want this game, mm. but you don't know what game it is because it's obscure. So just just give me a gift card so I can get it kind of thing sure sometimes. And yeah I, I think about my fiance Sephora know. girl and like she knows what's good for her in Sephora and like she can give me a list all she wants but she knows like her tone and she knows the, the certain creams and you know sometimes you want to go into yeah. the store and test it yourself so it's like give me that money or you know that shmoney that <laughs> I would have you know that, that I'd be paying anyways but like let me go in and get it myself so I think that I think it varies I think that should we call it? I just said, give me the cash. <laughs> Did you guys see this? Uh, I know we've talked no. about NPC. Fine. <laughs> Whatever, Shane. <laughs> NPC versus PC. Yeah. <laughs> so no, we've talked second. about this on the podcast before, um, where the idea behind an NPC. It's like in the video game where, you know, if you ever, if you, I, it's okay. a non-player I almost, character. Non-playable mm-hmm. character. Uh, hold up. Okay. So like, I think most people on this, who listen to this podcast have played a video game at least once, probably. A, a non-playable character is like a character that has like one job. So ex- as an example, maybe in the video game, you can go into a coffee shop and there's this guy that's working at the coffee shop. And in the program, in the game, that character is just programmed to just be at Starbucks. That's all he does. There's no there's no part of the game where that character leaves the Starbucks and goes home and goes to sleep and hangs out with his friends on Friday. No, the only point that that character the only reason that character exists in the game is to be that guy at Starbucks. It might seem like a normal person, but he's mm. really just there to be the Starbucks guy. So the idea that people are talking about is that most people in the world are non-playable characters and there's only a Mm. set few of playable characters which for me i know i'm a playable character but but (laughs) 
That's what non-playable characters would also say, so none of you guys would know if, whether or not that's true or not. But this this meme that came out had two different sides, the, uh, the playable characters and then the non-playable characters. So uh, the... <laughs> It's so funny because uh, it's like uh, the playable character, like the real people is like plays Japanese games and likes Super Mario 64. And then the non-playable character is like plays Western games and likes Super Mario Sunshine. (laughs) And then it's like non-playable character plays on easy, you know. (laughs) And then uh, my favorite Mm. one, though, is um, uh, (laughs) this ties into some of the stuff that we've talked about before but it says uh the non-playable character likes to watch sony movies <laughs> <laughs> got him which you guys hey. didn't see venom did anyone see venom by the way uh Rick? not yet my sister says no it's great. Uh, michael okay. didn't... whatever oh yeah you guys were gonna go see that yeah but like i mean i i haven't well i mean i'm sure it's the same for him i haven't i haven't stopped doing something since mm. You know, I, I just haven't had time. Like I have That's zero fair. time. That's fair. Uh, but so non-playable characters, I think. I did see that... another movie though, so whatever. <laughs> what what movie? What'd you I, see? Saw, I saw a Star Is Born for the podcast. Oh, and the Lady it. Gaga one. Yeah. Was it good? So, <laughs> LOL. So for the last podcast. When I said, yeah, guys, just go see both movies like me. And I only went to see the one that people were arguing about. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I I, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, The music was really good. Uh, that was probably the best part. Uh, yeah. And Bradley Cooper, I, I said props to him for his first time directing and then acting in it. And then he sang which i was surprised that he was really good at and he also played like multiple instruments as well so like mm-hmm. for wearing so many hats i thought it was very uh it was really good and like the story wasn't all over the place because he was doing a lot of different things it all streamlined pretty well together but yeah if you want yeah, my full opinions go check out the podcast yeah, shouts out to your your your. I I don't know the ethics of like talking about other podcasts while on a podcast, but yeah, that episode was good. Um, also, just shouts out to Bradley Cooper for directing a movie that it's the fourth time it's been remade. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. Uh, oh, really? And, and it still like feels fresh mm-hmm. and good, and the story feels like maneuverable. And that was actually the first uh, time. Interesting. Yeah, that was the first time I've seen a Star Is Born. Actually, I've never seen any of the other ones. Didn't Judy didn't you Garland see? One's great. Didn't you see? Um, what was the movie you said you really liked, Caleb, just recently? Ooh, okay. So I have a lot of movie things I could say. I'll just focus on the one that I just saw yesterday. Uh, the Old Man and the Gun, uh, which is Robert Redford's final film that he's mm-hmm. uh, been a part of. And um, the director, let me pull up his name real quick. He is a director I really love. He, um, David Lowry. Oh, my God. David Lowry's great. He also directed Robert Redford in Pete's Dragon. And then the other film that he's really known for is Ain't Them Bodies Saints, which is a big uh, movie with um, Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. And uh, the movie was interesting for several reasons. First of all, it's just heartwarming as anything that I've ever seen. Like, it is beautiful. It's a perfect send-off. Tom Waits came, I believe he came out of retirement to come and to play a role in this famous oh, wow. uh, awesome musician, Tom Waits, Danny Glover's in it. He kills. 
uh, Casey Affleck is good. And the interesting thing, um, and I don't want to get, I, I don't know how you guys feel about like political and stuff. Although I don't feel like Me Too related issues are like political, but you know, Casey Affleck is one of the uh, Hollywood oh, film stars yes. who's had allegations come out about him while he was making the film with uh, Joaquin Phoenix 10 years ago. Uh, I think it was called uh, I'm Still Here. It's like that fake documentary back when Joaquin Phoenix told us all, hey guys, <laughs> I'm going to be a rapper. <laughs> Which was, if you haven't seen it, YouTube it. He announces it on David Letterman. He makes Letterman so uncomfortable. It was all for a fake (laughs) documentary that I think Casey was either directing or being a uh, filmmaker on. Anyways, during that, he um, sexually harassed one of his coworkers. It was going around for a while, but finally, during the Me Too explosion of the last year, it got more focus, especially after he won an Oscar for Manchester. Was he he convicted? Um, It was uh, settled out of court. Um, but there was some, there was a lot of corroborating, um, statements about what he did. Basically he would just continuously go after one of the workers on the film, um, right. even going so far as to lay next to her in her bed in a hotel room, um, and pro- just repeated propositions for sex. So no, no, like actual assault took place to my knowledge, right. but, um, anyways, harassment workplace, not great. So, right. uh, the interesting thing is, um, what I saw on Twitter when the old man and the gun came out, I was worried. I was like, can I even say that I like the film? Like, how do you talk about a film with a guy or a person who is quote unquote problematic? You know, yeah, hold on. let me, let me read the uh, movie info. Sure. I got it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause I don't know anything about this film. Oh, but it okay. Says, yeah. Go right ahead. Um, the old man and the gun is based on the true story of Forrest Tucker, who is played by Robert Redford uh, for his, Oh dear. I can't even read. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess he escapes from San Quentin at the age of 70 to, oh man, sorry, I can't, I'm like not even able to. Uh, it's all good. What, I, I what can is it? What is sum it, it up real quick. I'm, yeah. It's, so it's just, film, I'm, I'm trying to summarize yeah. it because I got so like a long thing. It's, it's uh, a just, nice little, it's a nice little kind of um, bank robbery film. It's uh, tonally similar to a movie called, um, I think it was called Going in Style. Uh, that's a different film we'll talk about in a minute. But this film is about uh, a bunch of old guys who just rob banks and are really nice. And it's the 80s. So, like, <laughs> you could do that. He would, like, walk into a bank and be like, hey, uh, I need to, like, have, like, a smile. And he's old and he's nice. And that's, like, the thing that all the bank managers always say is, like, you know, one thing about him is that it didn't even feel that dangerous because he was so nice, even though he had a gun and everything. And Casey mm-hmm. Affleck is the detective who's, like, chasing him throughout the film. And, um, you eventually find out that his backstory is that he has been doing this his whole life. And for him, it's not like something he's doing for a living. It's literally living for him to rob these banks. And so a lot, there's a lot of nuance and discussions about what it does it really mean to be alive and a lot of cool things. And the performances are just gorgeous. Sissy Spacek is also in it. Um, wonderful performances all around, but Casey's in it. And I was like, you know, like, are people going to yell at me? Like, Hey, dude, just so you know, Casey Affleck's in that movie. Don't go see it. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Cancel right. culture. I'm not about it. Caramo Brown culture. of Queer Eye has a great rant about cancel culture. He was a guest on Keep It, which it's is a, extremely another great podcast. toxic. <laughs> What's, what is, is can, cancel culture exactly? So cancel culture is just like, it's, it's what basically people do when they say, oh, so-and-so did this, so you can't listen to or watch or do whatever with that person. You know, so Kanye is a big person, you know. One nobody, person, like, everyone's yeah. like, one person does one slightly wrong thing and it's the end of their career, according to the internet. Mm-hmm. I've always yeah, heard that called outrage culture. Yeah. 
it's just like what like oh now <laughs> you know some people like, do need to be canceled but whatever yeah like di- well dis- i know i know people would question. say that about like because i like i really like the film baby driver and i've mentioned that before but it's mm-hmm. got kevin spacey in it so then it's like mm-hmm. so am i not kevin allowed Spacey's to canceled am i not yeah it's Ke- kevin spacey is over party but like am i not allowed to watch this movie now and it even came out before yeah, right. anyone even like, knew so it's like so i basically like, am punishing just before I'm punishing the which, director that I love just because. Yeah, which is stupid. Because he, he didn't know. Like, he didn't know. Well, and I, I yeah. think the thing is, the, the, what I'm getting at here with the old man and the gun is the cool thing about me looking up tweets about it is that nobody talks about Casey Affleck's performance. And it was great because <laughs> well, I was like, oh my God, this the is the best way to punishment. go about it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Don't talk about like, it. Like, every, there was a ton of great actors. But you can tell watching that movie that Casey put his heart and soul into that role. You could tell he did research. You could tell he like did all the work necessary. Almost, you know, not quite Manchester by the sea level, but close. And he's going to get no recognition for it. And no one's going to remember him. And he's going to eventually get replaced by all the other talented people out there who are going to take his place. Hold, and I whoa, think it's whoa, a great wait, punishment. Wait. But hold on, hold on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe I need to research what he did. Oh yeah, go right ahead. But but like, hold up. It sounded like I don't well, I don't know. Like, I guess I just wonder about stuff. So so we need to end his whole career. Was no, it that not bad? end the career. But I mean, yeah, That's I mean, like he, he needs did. to. He needs to. His career basically, he should get no more praise ever again, and like he should never get recognized and he should get replaced and fall out of. Is was it that bad? Well, whatever happens to him, I just feel like my business I know we like. The day. I know. Like, I know. I'm just. I'm saying just yeah. as a fact. I've noticed that we like burn people to stake whether they raped mm-hmm. people or maybe said an inappropriate comment and it's like hold up what's think... the line there just a thought <laughs> i do wonder this because it's like i have an opinion um, but it's not for this podcast <laughs> okay so I'll, well i'll say this okay um there are harvey weinsteins mm-hmm. yes right who have not been whatever right and we have opinions <laughs> about what should happen to people like that? Um, and then there is Aziz Ansari's. Right. Too. Which, from what I understand, it was just awkward and weird and there's no connection or something. And then... Oh, yeah. Like, and his career it was, is fine. It, Yeah. Which is good. Right? Because I don't think... Yeah. As far as I know, no one it was just sounds like him. he had an awkward sexual experience with a girl. Right. And then it kind of got blown out of proportion. Which, like... Uh, okay let's we're gonna end this guy's career because he's a little weird you know i don't know like what i'm wondering is which end of the spectrum casey affleck is well i mean teetered towards sure and and there is a lot of space in between aziz i'm sorry yeah they're definitely they're definitely (laughs) like aziz i'm sorry and aziz i'm sorry well no doubt like harvey weinstein is like percussions also right well so harvey weinstein is like the far end of the spectrum and Aziz right. Azari is like on the opposite side, right? And so Casey Affleck, it sounds like I'd have to know what he did, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's very justified for me to want to know yeah, exactly absolutely. what it is before I burn him to stake, you know? Um, but I do I do think that whole movement is an interesting movement in general because um, it's 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 prompting a lot of questions about the innocent until proven guilty or the uh, what should we do about 
people that can that have this amount of power that they can they can cover all this stuff up and i don't have an answer for it if i'm being honest right. um because it it is difficult you, you know, look like, at even google and and the founder of android and how um there's a lot of uh, people at Google who just recently popped up and talked about how they did a lot to cover up um, the CEO of Android who was recently Whoa. ousted. I don't really? know if you guys heard about this. It's, no. a, it's a pretty new story. New York Times ran it, I believe it was today. Um, but there's a bunch of uh, sources who are speaking and they had to speak in a case of anonymity because of hardcore non-disclosure agreements that they had to sign uh, when joining their company. But essentially, the CEO of Android, there were some allegations from a woman he was working with who he was having an affair with. And I guess towards the end of it, they were in a hotel room and he forced her to have oral sex with him and like forced like it was it was essentially uh, rape. And right. Google that's where, that's went tricky. here and, went and, and like... she, she reported it and the lawyers met about it and they declared it a credible allegation. So they were like, this guy needs to go. And Google could have, you know, they could have kind of pulled him right out. But instead, they told him to resign and he got a $90 million severance package, right. $2 million a month for like four years or something it was. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a lot of talk about, you know, the bro culture, specifically in the uh, upper echelon of salaries in society. Like, I don't even want to say the tech industry because there's a lot of people in the tech industry that aren't making this level of money. Right. But there is this talk about this culture where, you know, when you hit a certain level of power, there's just like instant protection. And it's not even like protection that someone well, owes but the, you. But the opposite you know? side of it too, though, is that when you hit a certain level of power, you're an instant target. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not really taking a side on it because I, I just think every situation is tends to be different. Sure. But I mean, like I did, I was talking to someone about the whole innocent until proven guilty thing. And one of the issues with like, well, Luke, most people don't lie about this sort of thing. You know, like most people are telling the truth. The problem with that argument is that as soon as you make it uh, guilty until proven innocent in a way where it's like, well, the allegations were credible, but we didn't technically prove it, but people don't really lie about this. As soon as you do that, mm -hmm. then anytime I want to take out a politician, I just got to plant stories about them, pay people, pay actresses. To, to, to lie. Now, I'm not saying that that's really what's happening, but you got to understand, people got to think about that side of it too. As soon as uh, an allegation or a credible allegation topsides well, someone's career, anytime you want to mm -hmm. end someone's career and you're, because it's not the women, the thing is like, or, or men or whatever, whoever it is that's the victim, it's people that go, hey, I want to get this person out of their job so I'm going right. to hire somebody to make allegations against them and plant false stories because allegations will get someone in trouble. That, yeah. that, that's I the mean, only thing I think people right. need to make sure they also take into account with this stuff. And, and conspiracy, yeah, no, conspiracy theories are, are a big deal and, and things to be aware of. And, you know, the interesting and cool part of this point in history isn't even that people, every person who comes forward is believed automatically, but they're they're listened to, taken seriously, and that there's due diligence put in to make sure the story is either true or uh, not provable. Right. Uh, and, and that's really it, you know, because it's guilty and not guilty, right? There's no such thing really as innocent, but there is guilty and then there is not guilty. Right. And uh, ultimately, and we can get it, that's a pretty long conversation that um, 
what I, when I was bringing up the whole Casey thing, my real purpose behind it was that as a viewer of content, as a, as a consumer, there's questions now, more questions than ever. And it's almost become sort of puritanical, you know, where it's almost like what, what the hyper Christian movement was doing in the eighties, the Holy Rollers, where they were like, you know, don't watch a Tom Cruise movie because he cheated on his wife. Like it's almost feeling similar to that. And as a consumer, it's like, well, you know, there are, you know, I, I don't want to support, I don't want to give money to someone who's doing these things. Uh, and Casey Affleck is one of those who came out and even said that he, he had done what he had did. And it was, it was harassment. It was laying next to a female employee in bed drunk and being like, I want to have sex with you. Come on. Right. And like heavy pressure because he does have power over her power dynamics, whatnot. And, and so I just thought it was cool that as viewers, we can watch something that one of these guys is in. We just don't have to talk about them. And look, right. I'm not saying that that has to happen to him for eternity. I think that there's definitely a serving your time type thing. And I think as a society, part of our job is to collectively talk about what that looks like. And I think that people are talking about it. And I think that there's an agreement that we just don't know. I mean, Louis C.K. There, there, yeah, you say, that's the rough part about this is the balance between um, social pressure, which is a good thing in moderation, um, and uh, mob mentality and vigilante mm-hmm. justice in a way, because um, after after a certain point, rule of law is going to go away, where it's just like, well, we just we right. all just decide, even though this person's not guilty, we're going to treat them like they're guilty, and so then it's like, well, then why even have a court case? Because it's not going to matter, right? Um, but then at the same time, I don't know. This is this is this is heavy. Well, then, <laughs> this well, and then, well, really then you got, heavy stuff. Well, and then you look at the the legal side sometimes, and you got corruption in cases like Brock Turner, right? Like Brock Turner, a guy who two people saw having sex with someone who was unconscious behind a dumpster, and he gets right. three months in prison. Right. Three months. I mean, so then you got to understand sometimes the court of public what was opinion. The other, but then what was the other side of it too? Because there's two sides to that coin. Wasn't there Wasn't I, there fake allegations against somebody too? I don't remember I, who it not was. Not in his case. Not him, but I thought okay. there was someone but else. It, no, for sure. And I mean, someone, in general. Someone got thrown out of a school, I thought, for fake allegations. Are you thinking a mattress girl? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't remember who it was. I just, well, and maybe it wasn't well, even true. I thought well, I heard that there that, was another side to that, like the two sides of the coin. Well, no. I, I know for Brock Turner, the I think the judge said the reason why he didn't give him a heavier sentence is because the girl didn't remember anything. And I, I don't know whether or not, you know, that huh. is... That's because, I mean, she did rem- She wrote an entire <laughs> essay on so what So like, you just like, you just like, <laughs> this is dark. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like I, you could I'm just roofie, you could just roofie someone and be like, well, I didn't remember it, so it's like, well, yeah, guys. Well, and there were these two know? international students from Sweden who watched it happen and who had to physically get him off of her. Like, there's plenty of well, corroborating evidence there. But the judge had said that he just felt like Brock Turner had enough happen to him. He had lost his swimming scholarship, and it's like the boy needs to learn his lesson. And it's like, dude, he is a legal adult who. What, wasn't there um, a <laughs> lacrosse team or something? Wasn't that a thing? Wasn't there some story with, with a lacrosse team? There was team a Duke something? lacrosse story, and I'm not exactly familiar I with don't remember it. what. Yeah, I don't remember what happened with that, but I heard 
the thing is, I can't trust anyone. <laughs> yes. Okay. That that was the case where they were falsely accused of rape. And and, and to your point, Luke, I and right. I think that we I, ended I, at I, this. Like you are absolutely right. These there is a possibility that conspiracies exist. Um, but that's the whole point of like, and more. And if you make it easy to make a conspiracy, more conspiracies will happen. Right. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. The uh, I was just talking to somebody about this, and the problem with the whole you know guilty until proven innocent and vice versa is that you have um, if, to use the Me Too example. People will say, well, people won't just, you know, be open about these allegations because they're going to face so much opposition and everything. But the people who say that are often arguing to remove the opposition. So it's kind of like, you know, oh, well, that won't be a problem because the thing that we want to get rid of keeps it from being a problem. And um, that's kind of the catch-22 of the situation. You get what I'm saying? Uh, well, I mean, I think that when when you... Yeah, it's it I think I I kind of get what you're saying and it's similar to what I'm saying where yeah. it's like you it, it's like oh well nobody falsely accuses people of rape ever like that's kind of one of the arguments people have it's like it never yeah. really it barely ever happens well, right they, they but say, the problem oh, hold on why so like would they do that when so many people would doubt them right so the example is that um you uh right now you technically at least Oh, man, I got to choose my words carefully on this. This is a heavy topic. I was not ready to talk about heavy topic. <laughs> this just sort of happened, well, so I'm totally if, unprepared. But like, if, if I said, okay. Um, okay, if you rob a bank, you will get caught and go to jail. Everyone's like, well, I don't want to get caught and go to jail, so I'm not going to rob a bank. But as soon as it's like, okay, if you rob a bank, you could get away with it now everyone all of a sudden a lot more people are going to start robbing banks because mm -hmm. it's easier to get away with so the idea is that well if you if you falsely accuse someone no one falsely accuses anyone of rape and it's like yeah because they can't convict them but if you make it so that you can convict them all of a sudden more people are going to take advantage of that so it's like okay so what's the black and white rule about the innocent until proven guilty so i, well, I get i get that side of it it, it the question is Hey, I, I don't think that there's anyone who's promoting the concept of guilty until proven innocent. Not directly, that, no. Not directly. And I, I think even the, in the in the case of people who want others to be heard and maybe even who want them to be believed, I think that the follow through isn't necessarily destroying the life of the person before more corroborating evidence comes out. Like Kevin Spacey, for example, when that dropped, I could not believe it. And did not believe it when the the first dude came up. Well, I didn't believe it was as bad as it it, it was said because I, I said, you know, this is one person. I don't know this guy. His career is just kind of burgeoning. It's a terrible story. It's a very detailed story. It could very well be true. But then like 16 others drop and you're just like, oh my gosh. Okay. It was the same with Bill Cosby. I mean, man, mm -hmm. I was at William & Mary at the time, quite a progressive university. And when Hannibal Burris dropped that knowledge at that Philadelphia show... I was telling my friends at the Daily Grind coffee shop there. Shouts out to Daily Grind, which is about to die, <laughs> like having its last day pretty soon. <gasps> no. Um, yeah, I know. It's crazy. Uh, but you got uh, all these people were like, not Bill Cosby. There's no way. Like, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. And it, it took a while for it to drop. I just think that, you know, sexual assault is a really interesting crime in that it's a particular crime, not interesting, particular in that it involves two people and two stories mm -hmm. and the accuser gets the benefit of the doubt. And that's the way the justice system works. 
And the hard thing is that sometimes people extend that benefit of the doubt to being beyond just what is legal. And, and, and it, it can affect the, it, it can even bias the way they investigate uh, and the level to which and the detail which the investigation is carried out. And I think that's what people are wanting to see more of. And I'm not talking in, in regards to police. God bless detectives and people who do the real investigative work into stuff like this. But I'm talking in like the media and, and demonization of, of women and stuff, stuff that kind of traditionally would, would happen in things like sex scandals, looking at Monica Lewinsky, looking at um, Marsha, the lawyer who was prosecuting O.J. Simpson. You know, when there were naked pictures of her that were discovered, they were plastered everywhere. Her looks were criticized primarily, even though she was right. a phenomenal lawyer. And, and and it's it's just like we're finally in an era where like, all right, we're kind of not doing that anymore. And there is a bit of, of movement in the other direction. And I think to your point, Luke, that is dangerous as well. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, moving from not considering these investigations to now saying burn the person before we even know if it's true or not. Right. You know, that you know, it's is like, why? Well, right. the question is like, why would they lie? Why would right. people lie? I'm like, because people lie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's uh, stuff and, to gain. Yeah. And, and even it too, you know, just quickly, and then maybe we can move on. It's your podcast is up to you. But like, <laughs> no. uh, it's pretty, oh, it's man, I was not prepared uh, for this at all. <laughs> but with Aziz Ansari, I think with Aziz Ansari, the whole, the whole freaking culture missed an important moment, an important opportunity to talk about like date etiquette. And to talk about things like how to be a decent person to someone on a date and how to not be just a complete douchebag of yourself. Because that's really what what happened there. But when you take and and almost co-opt the Me Too movement for your own gain, I mean, shouts out to Babe dot whatever it is. I don't even want to give it a shout out, but shout out to them for being garbage. They're a garbage website. (laughs) That's a garbage article. The the girl was, was editing it at a brunch spot, loudly talking about it in front of a bunch of strangers. And uh, it was just totally unprofessional. The girl was like 22. And like, mm-hmm. it, it could have been a great moment for all of us to say, wow, you know, this is not even just about sexual assault. This is about decency right. and starting to define how we, how we privately interact with each other. And that's cool. I'm all for that. But they took and they extended it and it didn't affect his career. Uh, but now you've got Aziz Ansari, who is a feminist's feminist, modern romance, phenomenal book, master mm-hmm. of none, really took on those topics hardcore. And now he's on a stand-up tour being like the woke movements to woke guys. <laughs> like that's the theme <laughs> of his new stand-up tour is like extreme wokeness. Yeah. And um, you know, how it's how it's harming us. And and it's it's sad that that's what he has to focus on now because of what happened to him personally. Well, it, it does that with everything. Like everything is and I say this to most people that I talk to about any extreme topics like this. I'm like, you gotta make sure that when you're avoiding the pothole that you don't go, well, the pothole's on the right, no pun intended, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go off the bridge to the left. You know, it's like, okay, don't do that. Just just weave the car out of the way. The problem is people pendulum swing like, okay, we have to catch rapists. So no more justice in the courtroom, you know, and it's like, wait a second, wait a second, hold on. That went way too far. You know, and I'm not saying that's exactly what happened, but people do this on mm-hmm. everything. Everything that happens, people swing from one side to the other. And it's like, oh, guys, let's just correct. Don't, we don't have to, like, look at things. Um, what's a good example of this? Well, I don't have I, one. I think that's a great example is, but. is when it's one of yours. So Asia or, or Rose McGowan, who was like the face of the Me Too movement, even though she was not the founder, um, not the founder of the Me Too. 
but she was a big face of it initially because she was one of the big Harvey Weinstein accusers early on. Mm-hmm. Right. And then her friend, who was another Harvey Weinstein accuser, Asia Argento, whose uh, boyfriend, Anthony Bourdain, recently passed away, uh, a big scandal broke where she was having sex with an underage boy. And uh, the boy reported her for it. And Rose McGowan's first reaction was, hey, guys, let's be careful of the accusations. Right. We've got to be gentle. And it's yeah, like, yeah, when that. it's happening to your own person, like right. that, we all got to understand, we all got to be careful with this. But we all, there are bad guys to catch, y'all. There are real ass bad guys out there. Mm-hmm. And they deserve to go down. But like, be yeah. careful that you don't burn the whole village down trying to catch right. some really evil people. Because right. there are evil people out there, but not everyone else. But I just want to say a quick word on cancel culture real quick. I do got to go soon, but um, karma. <laughs> now just, we just like went down this, this road. Yeah, that, yeah. That's sorry about that. All started. It's all good. Uh, so Karama Brown of Queer Eye, um, he is the uh, culture expert. He's wonderful. Um, he's really, though, the mental health uh, specialist for, for people on the show. For those of you who don't know, Queer Eye is a show where um, a bunch of uh, gay men come and meet with uh, mostly straight men, um, some cis, some transgender, and um, kind of help better their lives um, through fashion, through food, through emotions, and through like skincare and hair care and whatnot. And it's really, really cool and really beautiful. Go watch it if you haven't. It's on Netflix. But <laughs> Karamo Brown, he, he's on a podcast recently. Uh, he was a guest on it. Uh, it was called Keep It, hosted by Ira Madison III um, and uh, a few other people. It's part of Crooked Media's big podcast empire. Crooked Media guys uh, do Pod Save America. Right. And so Keep It is a podcast where they're pretty much doing cancel culture the whole time. It's basically like, let's talk about politics and pop culture intersecting, but like, let's really talk about who we can't talk about anymore. Who are we going to cancel? And, That's you know, so, so Kanye weird. West was a big theme recently. And they rant a lot. And it, it, it's like, it, it does, you know, when you want to vent about something and you want to hear people who agree with you, it's a really great podcast to listen to. The, the, the shade is so strong on there. <laughs> it's amazing. I really love it. But Throwing that you know, shade. Uh, but Karamo Brown had a lot of good things to say about cancel culture and how toxic it can be because when you're the one who's being canceled, you know, watch out. And he talks about how there's so much more productivity that can happen when you realize that when you're not talking to them and they're not talking to you, no one's talking, nothing happens. But if you're trying to do everything you can, even if it's going to be useless, but you're doing everything you can to move the hearts of those you disagree with, how much more beautiful a world you could be creating if you are effective. And so he, as a black queer man in America, met with Karen Pence, who is currently campaigning with someone, um, I don't remember which state it is for, but they're uh, trying to campaign for House of Representatives. And the guy believes that homosexuality itself should be illegal. And so that's crazy. Karama Brown goes and meets with Mike Pence's wife because he knows that she has the ear of Mike Pence and that maybe just maybe if they hear from a real life <laughs> queer person, yo, the, the laws you're advocating for are going to affect me in this way. Karama believes that that's really what's going to make change with Kanye. He says it's much better to go to Kanye and advocate that he gets back on his meds than to completely pretend he doesn't exist because he's like, Kanye is going to find other people who are also canceled and he's going right. to form bonds with them. And it's going to, yeah, get there, there is something about you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't know a lot about this, unfortunately, so I can't comment on it much. But um, well, I do it, it's think essentially that... this whole culture of you know. I mean, you've you've heard of it in other words, but it's basically like they did something bad. They are no longer a person we're going to talk about, or we're only yeah. going to throw shade at them. That's and so, so weird because then it goes, but then it goes underground. 
Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. problem with it is like if you cast people out, now you've made them a martyr. Yeah. Good or bad, you know? And so you got to be careful about that sort of thing. So I know you said you had to get going, Caleb. Um, yeah, I'm going to head out, guys. But thank you so much. It was a true blessing to be on again. I love this podcast. <laughs> love all of you. Have That's a great, great rest of your evening. Thanks, Caleb. Uh, appreciate yes, all you brought you to the podcast today. All right. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. All right. Bye. bye dude. Okay. Uh, so if it's not obvious to the listener, we had very tentative plan on this episode and I was not ready for that. <laughs> and so Caleb really took the floor and, and brought in a, a good topic. I just wish that I was more prepared to comment on it. Um, so Shane, you want to see mid nineties? <laughs> I mean, I do. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I want to see it. I just, um, I mean, I, I haven't, like, I don't really have much to say about it. I haven't seen the entire trailer yet. I just had watched an interview with Jonah Hill talking about it. And um, I just agreed with a lot of the, I just related to a lot of the things he was saying about, um, like, feeling like his first part of his career, the, the first 10 years, he what felt like he was playing or what I forgot exactly how he worded it, but he said something about like something like he was just, he was playing in other people's things. So he never kind of felt like people were seeing himself. They felt like they were just seeing like a certain shade of him. So he felt like this movie was, he directed it. uh, I think he's acting in it too, but um, this is the first time that he feels like, this represents him like as a person and so when people have those type of things like feel like it's going to be good so i want to see it and also it has to do with music and um hip-hop in the 90s culture or not yet in 90s uh time period which is like the best time for it so uh yeah it seems like a really good film seems like it's going to be a uh, really good for the community of yeah i think people. that I'm, I'm excited just to see it because of uh <laughs> and I like Jonah Hill. I, I think he's great. I've always liked him. So, yeah, I, I like the idea of just seeing the '90s. Now that the '90s are becoming yeah. kind of a distant thing, it's becoming yeah. retro. Where I'm like, you know, ten years ago, the '90s was such a nerdy time. Looking back on it, yeah. Uh, but now it's like, it's like the mm. '80s or the mm-hmm. '60s, where you start to look back on yeah. it. It's like, oh, yeah. dude, that the was 90s, such a cool time. You know, yeah. The '90s is about to like make its comeback. It's coming. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm excited to see it. I, I saw the trailer on uh instagram or something like that and so i mm-hmm. kind of uh had an interest but guys I, I um unless we want to talk about anything else i think we're gonna wrap this episode up quickly i think it's gonna be a shorter episode we talked a lot about some heavy stuff and i'm worn out now <laughs> so uh is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we before we finish up here um no well i just no i had kind of something to mention it's okay do you want to mention in the plugs or do you want no, to no no it's not it's not it's not it's nothing it's okay <laughs> you sure you can talk yeah, about it. Sure. okay no no it's okay. fine okay <laughs> um all right so uh austin do you have any plugs um people should listen to less pop music <laughs> what did he say people should listen to less pop music yeah that's a, that's no a, people should listen to you. more pop music more 
Just, you know, the good stuff, not the bad stuff. <laughs> uh, Shane, do you have any plugs? Yeah, you like I felt I've said this entire podcast, you can check out the <laughs> Pop Talk podcast. <laughs> I host that where we talk about um, new music and pop culture events. And we also do interviews with local artists and small business owners and things of that nature. Uh, so you can check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes at Pop Talk. Um, Pop Talk is, you'll find on the socials for that as well. Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. And yeah, also I, I, I guess I have an upcoming vlog coming. I don't, I don't know exactly where that's going to be uploaded yet. But if you follow any of my, my social media, then you'll probably see it. But Luke edited that vlog, and yay! It's, and it's weird because like I edit videos, and I've edited myself in a ton of videos, so I kind of have developed my own style. So watching Luke's edit of myself <laughs> was it was weird. It just felt like I was watching a, a different person. <laughs> Because I just didn't know what was gonna happen next. I was like, I don't even know what's going. Every time I watch it, I'm like, I don't know what's gonna happen next. What's happening? <laughs> like, who is this person? What but, did I do? <laughs> yeah. The funny thing too yeah, is, but, it's like it's edited like one of my vlogs, but it's you. Yeah, it is for sure. Like I, that's some parts. Some parts like I feel like you. Like I said, I feel like Luke. <laughs> like what's going on? <laughs> it's weird. But I felt. I thought. I think that obviously, obviously, you you haven't seen it yet people listening but i really feel like luke did a great without me saying anything i maybe just from watching the videos i did a really great job at making the vlog feel how like it felt vlogging it like in real time if that makes sense right because it's like when you uh if you've ever watched a movie you know you watch a movie with a fight in it and it's like you feel like you're really getting beat up but if you ever watch like yeah. a world star video of people fighting, world it just, star. it doesn't feel like the same impact, no pun intended, but like with yeah. a vlog, if you watch someone recording themselves, it's like, oh, well, I'm just watching this little video. But if you edit it right, you kind of feel like you're there with them and it, and it recreates yeah. the feeling. And that's, yeah, yeah. that's it, good. It, that's it, good to hear. Like the vlog was fun and like what I was doing was fun. So it was like, oh, like it actually looks like I had fun and I did. So it all kind of fit together um but that's like a more detailed like thing uh but yeah my twitter mr mccatty m-r-m-c-c-a-t-t-y follow me talk to me that's also my instagram if you want to do that and yeah that's all i got oh i'm doing a play this weekend as well too that i co-directed um so i am gonna we're, we're doing another performance next week as well on Halloween and I I'm gonna film it um I don't know the logistics of me being able to post it I'll have to talk to someone about that but I'm pretty sure I'll be able to so I'll I'll post that so if people want to watch that as well that'll be in my channel so yeah nice okay um yeah check out Shane's vlog we'll figure out where to upload it I still have the final edit that I just got to send him like in high quality and stuff yeah well I got it. Yeah. And we'll figure out where to put it. So, or where, where you can upload it. So, 
Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Luke Roxwold, L-U-K-E-R-O-C-K-S. I am always posting on there now, really active on Instagram. You can also follow our podcast, W-A-I-T-S-B podcast, where you can participate in questions and polls. You can message us. You can basically get in tune with this podcast. It's the best place to do it. You can hear about our episodes and message us. It's great, right? Follow us on Instagram. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is an interesting episode. Hopefully the, some of the heaviness wasn't too heavy and the funniness was funny. Thanks so much for being a part of our family. <laughs> and outro music. Outro music. <laughs> I tried to lead up into it and it didn't work. <laughs>